ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. To Melbourne now, where the notorious crime kingpin Tony Mockbell has been giving evidence at his Supreme Court appeal. In 2012, after spending time on the run in Greece, Tony Mockbell was sentenced to 30 years in jail for a number of drug offences. But he is attempting to have drug trafficking and importation convictions overturned following this revelation that his barrister, Nicola Gobbo, was the police informant known as Lawyer X. The question uh, being raised, of course, is that he was not uh, allowed to have the sorts of fairness uh, that you are expected to have when you um, are able to hire a lawyer. Now, the question the court has to decide is, was the evidence that sent Tony Mockbell to jail unfairly gathered? Christian Silva has been in court reporting on the proceedings for ABC News Melbourne and joins us now. Christian, good morning. Good morning. All right, let's go back a little. Just remind us, especially people right across the country who are, who are not watching the sort of gangland wars like Melbournians might, what Tony Mockbell was up to in Melbourne in the early 2000s that led him to being jailed for 30 years. Mockbell, he was a major player in Melbourne's underworld at the time, and he, he styled himself as this legitimate businessman. But, I mean, really, he was just a big drug trafficker. Um, according to police, um, you know, he was involved in trafficking methamphetamine, importing cocaine, uh, MDMA. He made a lot of money off this. And if you follow the news 15 to 20 years ago, you'll no doubt remember um, how he fled the country on the eve of his drug trafficking trial there was a major manhunt for him, and um, in 2007 he was captured in Greece. And people will remember the uh, the famous mugshot of him wearing this horrible wig um, when he was taken into custody. Um, he was brought back to Australia, <clears throat> excuse me, and eventually was jailed for 30 years over drug trafficking charges and and the importation. Thanks for that history. I think it's really important to understand the context. So in 2012, it was revealed that his barrister, Nicola Gobbo, was Lawyer X. She was giving police valuable information about her clients. What has Mockbell been saying about his legal relationship with Nicola Gobbo through this? Yeah, the legal relationship between Gobbo and Mockbell is is critical for this appeal. Um, and he's saying that he trusted Miss Gobbo and would tell her everything about his legal strategy as he tried to, to fight, um, firstly, the extradition from Greece um, back to Australia, and then also as he tried to, to defend himself um, over the drug trafficking charges. So um, he says that he spoke to her all the time. Um, he gave her a lot of information about um, his assets, who he associated with, and then probably most importantly, um, his legal defence strategy, and he discussed these things with her. It's it's totally normal to discuss those kinds of things with your lawyer, but the problem is, is when that lawyer goes behind your back and spills those details to the police that are prosecuting you. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's such a complex story. Yesterday, the court heard an account of calls in which Ms. Gobbo reportedly claimed Mockbell was considering becoming an informant. What did he say? What do you have? What did he have to say about that? Oh, he just flat out rejected that uh, assertion, and it was quite an extraordinary claim that she's said to have made to the police. And for someone like Mockbell, an underworld figure, um, a career criminal, 
Um, people who are police informers are looked down upon in that world. They get called things like dogs and rats. Um, so it's not the done thing mm. in their line of work. So obviously um, he, he would never want to be tarred with the brush of being a police informer. And on Tuesday, we heard that in 2006, it was Nicola Gobbo who had tipped off Tony Mockbell that the police were about to arrest him on three counts of murder, sending him off to run on the run to Greece. Just explain that to us. Well, it was Mockbell who made that claim. And um, he said that it was in the context of, of just before his, he was he was due to face a drug trial in 2006, um, which he was defending at the time. And he said that Gobbo came to him and tipped him off that uh, Victoria police were about to charge him over the gangland, uh, over some gangland murders. Now, Mockbell said he had nothing to do with those murders, but he still believed that Victoria police was corrupt um, and he believed the police had it out for him. So he thought, I've got no chance of, of beating these murder charges. So he decided to flee. Um, and that's when he um, didn't turn up for his, his trial and uh, went to country Victoria, hid out there for a while, got across to Perth, and then sailed on the yacht to Greece. Um, when it comes to those murder charges, history shows that he was later cleared of those murders, um, and they were the gangland killings of a guy called Michael Marshall and um, Lewis Moran, who was um, a patriarch figure of one of the big crime families in Melbourne. In 2019, Mockbell was beaten up in jail and received treatment for a serious brain injury. How is he looking and, and how sharp are his recollections of past events? I think this was something people were very interested to see is, you know, what, how does he go um, on the stand and, and what's he just like in person? And he ap- appears to have a very sharp memory. Um, he remembers very specific details and and like which judge granted him bail 20 years ago. Um, and this guy's been in court a lot over the years. So, but he seems to, to remember these kinds of events quite distinctly. And he, he seems to know the ins and outs of all his different legal cases quite well. It's, it's not as if it's all kind of blended into one after, after two decades. Uh, having said that, the court has agreed to give him breaks every half hour. Uh, and that's because he's got He's got some serious health issues. Um, he was badly attacked in prison a few years ago, um, and we've been told that he struggles concentrating for long periods. But on the stand, he's very animated. Um, he's um, uh, seems to be, you know, quite happy to to talk um, in court to 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 um, handle the cross examinations, things like that. Um, yeah. Okay, so just just finally, this appeal could last three months. When are we likely to get an outcome here? Well, this is uh, it's going to take a long time, PK. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't give you a straight answer on that. Yeah. So this this is um, these hearings go for twelve weeks, and then um, a bunch of rulings will be made at the end of these hearings. Those rulings will then shape how Mockbell's appeal um, goes when it reaches the next court, which is the highest court, the Court of Appeal. So um, I'm definitely not going to make a rod from my own back and make a prediction, but I would say this is going to last for quite some time. Um, I would be pretty shocked if it's all resolved by the end of the year.
Christian, uh, thank you for explaining a story which I think is a little bit complicated so well. Really appreciate your time. Thanks. Christian Silver is a court reporter for ABC News Melbourne and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.